Welcome again to the Radio Bible Course and our study about what Jesus believed about the Old Testament. Many scholars and books have declared that Moses did not write the first five books of the Old Testament, that the Jews fabricated that idea, or that others wrote them, and the Jews put them together and ascribed them to Moses because Moses was a hero of those children of Israel. And if they put his name to the books, then the people would follow those teachings. Well, that's a popular theory that is taught in universities and seminaries today. Is it true? Can you go with that? Not if you believe the New Testament and if you believe in Jesus Christ. Jesus believed that Moses did write those Old Testament books. Listen to an example from Mark chapter 7, beginning with verse 8. You leave the commandment of God, Jesus said, and hold fast the tradition of men. And he said to them, You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to keep your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and he who speaks evil of father or mother, let him surely die. Now here Jesus said they were rejecting the commandment of God, and then quoted a commandment of God, and he said, For Moses said... Now, if Moses was not the writer of Exodus chapter 20, where that passage comes from, then Jesus was very wrong and misled thousands, millions of people who have believed that Moses wrote it. We believe it because Jesus said so, and he, above all men, knew who wrote it. Jesus lived before Moses. He lived before Abraham. He told the Jews in John chapter 8, before Abraham was, I am. The Apostle John wrote about Jesus the Christ and said, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh, and we beheld his glory. He acknowledged that the Christ lived in the beginning with the Father and was equal to the Father, and then came and became flesh when he was born in Bethlehem. Well, what does that say about his authority and his knowledge? He is God, the Son. He speaks for God, and he speaks as God. He was in the beginning with God. He saw who wrote the books of Moses, and he ascribed them to Moses. Now, another passage is in Mark chapter 12. The setting of Mark chapter 12 is the Sadducees coming to Jesus and trying to trick him. And they asked about a man who died and whose brothers married his wife. And they asked then, in the resurrection, whose wife will she be? For the seven had her as wife. And Jesus said to them, beginning in verse 24, Is not this why you are wrong, that you know neither the Scriptures nor the power of God? For when they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. And as for the dead being raised, have you not read in the book of Moses, in the passage about the bush, how God said to him, I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He is not God of the dead, but of the living. 
In this passage, Jesus affirms that there was a book of Moses, and he quotes from that book of Moses, he quotes Exodus chapter 3, verse 6, when he said, I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. Now we need to ask how a man, any scholar, regardless of what kind of background he has or what kind of evidence he thinks he has, how can any man dare to say that Moses did not write that book when Jesus, the greatest of men, said he did? Jesus walked on water. He raised the dead. He healed the blind and the lame. He could prophesy things in the future, and they came to pass. What credentials can scholars give for their theory? Jesus proved who he was. Scholars have theories. Jesus has truth. Thus far in our study, we have seen Jesus refer to John chapter 7, and there he talks about Genesis 17. We have seen him quote from Exodus chapter 3, and he refers to Exodus chapter 20 and Leviticus chapter 20, verse 9. And now we come to a passage where Jesus refers to Leviticus chapter 5. This is found in Matthew chapter 8. It reads, When he came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And he stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a proof to the people. Ah, Jesus believed that Moses commanded something in regard to leprosy. And he told this man, who was suddenly, by the power of God, cleansed of his leprosy to do what Moses commanded. Now, if he told him to do that, he must have known that it was written somewhere, and there were instructions from Moses regarding this. And indeed, there are. Those instructions given to Moses are found in Leviticus chapter 14. Listen to verse 1. The Lord said to Moses, This shall be the law of the leper for the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought to the priest, and the priest shall go out of the camp, and the priest shall make an examination. Then, if the leprous disease is healed in the leper, the priest shall command them to take for him who is to be cleansed two living clean birds, and shall command them to kill one of the birds in an earthen vessel over running water. He shall take the living bird from the cedar wood and the scarlet stuff and the hyssop and dip them and the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water, and he shall sprinkle it seven times upon him who is to be cleansed of leprosy. Then... He shall pronounce him clean, and shall let the living bird go into the open field. Now that's just part of the instruction. It's the law of Moses concerning cleansing of a leper. Jesus knew there was such a law, and he said Moses wrote the law. He affirms that Moses was the author of the book of Leviticus. Jesus also affirmed that the book of Deuteronomy was written by Moses. That came up in the discussion. 
When the Pharisees came to him and tested him in Matthew chapter 19, they tested him by asking, Is it lawful to divorce one's wife for any cause? He answered, Have you not read that he who made them from the beginning made them male and female and said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh? So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man put asunder. They said to him, Why then did Moses command one to give a certificate of divorce and to put her away? He said to them, For your hardness of heart, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives, but from the beginning it was not so. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except for unchastity and marries another commits adultery. Now the Jews believed that Moses commanded something about a divorce, and they refer to it here in verse 7 when they said, why then did Moses command one to give a certificate of divorce? Now, if that were not true, you should have expected Jesus to correct those men, just as he did on many other occasions. But what is his answer? He said to them, For your hardness of heart, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives. Here he proclaims Moses to be the author of the book of Deuteronomy. And to what was he referring? To Deuteronomy chapter 24. Here's the text. When a man takes a wife and marries her, if then she finds no favor in his eyes because he has found some indecency in her, and he writes her a bill of divorce and puts it in her hand and sends her out of his house, and she departs out of his house, and if she goes and becomes another man's wife, and the latter husband dislikes her and writes her a bill of divorce and puts it in her hand and sends her out of his house, or if the latter husband dies, who took her to be his wife, then her former husband who sent her away may not take her again to be his wife after she has been defiled. For that is an abomination before the Lord, and you shall not bring guilt upon the land which the Lord your God gives you for an inheritance. Here was the law of Moses concerning divorce. The law did allow for divorce. It also regulated divorce, and Jesus affirmed that this law came through Moses' writing. This is the book of Deuteronomy, and by this statement he endorses the writing of the book of Deuteronomy as that which Moses wrote, which, of course, all the people in that time believed. Now, there's one other book of the Bible that Jesus did not refer to. He does not say that Moses wrote the book of Numbers, nor does he quote from that book, but he refers to several incidents in the book of Numbers and refers to Moses in those statements. The first is John 3.14, where he refers to Numbers chapter 21. He said, For as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. And here he is referring to that event in Numbers chapter 21 
when God sent judgment upon the children of Israel for their murmuring and sent poisonous snakes. Moses was given the remedy for that snake bite. He said, Make a serpent out of bronze and put it on a pole, and whoever looks at the serpent on the pole will live. So Jesus does take that book as an authoritative book, draws an illustration to teach a most magnificent truth about how we can get eternal life. In addition, he refers to Numbers chapter 11 in John chapter 6 verse 32, which I read to you. Jesus then said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven. My Father gives you the true bread from heaven, for the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. This is a reference to manna in the wilderness. It was in the Jewish scriptures. Jesus knew it was there. He believed it, and the Jews believed it. And he said, but Moses didn't give you that bread. It was God who gave you the bread. And then he referred to himself as the true bread. Now, the question is, can we take Jesus' word for the Mosaic authorship of the first five books of the Bible? If we don't believe Jesus, who can we believe? Jesus' voice was the voice of God. He knew of what he spoke. People who do not read the Bible have wrongly concluded that salvation is something a person needs to work for. That's not what the Bible teaches. The apostles didn't teach that. Paul the Apostle wrote to the Romans and said, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Our booklet entitled Heaven's Password will tell you more about this wonderful gift. Until tomorrow, this is Nick Calavota reminding you that the word gospel means good news.